I'm Amy. And this is a podcast where we talk about music. Today's album is The Party by Andy Schaff. So Andy Schaff is from Saskatchewan, Canada, so that's nice. The Party is his third album, and I think his probably his most well-known album, and it was released in 2016, um, and we both really enjoy it. So let's get into it. Okay. So right, right from the beginning, I guess, like, what do you, what do you really like about, or what kind of, I, as a whole, what stands whole, out to you? I think the thing that got me the most excited about this album, like when it came out, was the fact that it all was taking place at this one party. Hmm. And I mean, you kind of don't know that at first, I guess necessarily, but like the idea of all of these different scenes are taking place in this one space. And a- Andy Schaff is so good at telling stories. Like, before this album came out, I knew his other album, uh, Bearer Bad News, mm-hmm. and I had seen him play live once, and, and, like, obviously, if anyone knows Andy Schaff, you probably know the song Wendell Walker, which is the saddest tale ever told. Um, so, so, to have this kind of album from that good of a storyteller, mm. I think was, like, the, the biggest thing for me. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if I really noticed the party like premise I, I didn't know that that was I guess the yeah the, the sort of lyrical connections I didn't really notice at first I think because I, I heard them more as like the hits first so what stood out to you at first stood out to me really was like I think just the instrumentation he uses like I really like his clarinet like instrumental parts and that's what I noticed from his other album too uh, The Bearer Bad News too is like the orchestration the orchestration like that, yeah. yeah like the piano and, and stuff so that's what really stood out to me first and made me really love clarinet, I think. <laughs> uh, but then kind of listening to it as a whole and, and realizing the sort of uh, narrative connections was really interesting. Yeah, I, I feel like it's an album that kind of does it all. And like Andy himself does it all, like he plays mm. and records and writes all the parts. Um, and the album itself is like, has the concept album kind of thing going for it. Mm-hmm. It has the the lyrical connections and all of this and then it also has the you know broad instrumentation and it has like really well performed parts and like cool harmony and like all it has everything so it opens with the big hit from the album the magician Magician. yeah with a, a pretty a pretty big introduction yeah i found it like very cinematic the way it opens it like fades in what stood out to you about this song and how it kind of opens up the album? Yeah. Well, this was actually the first song I heard, I think, by Andy Schaff in general. Wow. Yeah. I really like the... Yeah, I think the intro is a big thing um, of the sort of... I think it's kind of like a quiet piano chord, kind of just repeating. And then with the like explosive like clarinet and string part, the really mm-hmm. cinematic, like really like that that really tie me in and the the do 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 like that it's just so catchy i also really like just the the timbre and like the tone Mm. like the album overall has this kind of like esoteric tone like it's not quite major keys and it's not quite Mm. just sounding happy but it's not sad yeah it's kind of it's very like that yeah like i think it's in lydian or something like that so it's like major but not quite major like Mm. something's a little off and unresolved yeah but it's not like a minor key yeah yeah i guess the big thing that really sticks out to me about the album too as a whole is all of the like introductions all the instrumental introductions 
and even in the middle of songs, there's lots of little just instrumental parts. But the the introductions I find um, really sets the tone for the whole song before the narrative is even introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like the magician, where like yeah, it's not not totally happy major, but not totally like yeah sad. it's kind of like a weird in between and that like the lyrics reflect that too right yeah and when we talked about this the other day we were talking about how the party in itself is that big mixed bag of like it's mm. a party so you're like quote unquote happy but you're like but also drinking yeah you're so drinking and you're in, like everyone's very happy. insecure yeah and there's a lot of like kind of drama happening and mm-hmm Especially where it's the the lyrics are from like an inner perspective too, right? I feel like the the inner sort of narrative is very like a a party drinking narrative of like insecurity and like you get lost in your own head. Yeah, you feel almost alone, surrounded by people, like that yeah. classic anxious insecurity. Yeah, and I feel like that comes through in a lot of the songs. Like a big one for that is "Early to the Party." Yeah, because um, from the title, you're like, oh, being early to a party that kind of sucks. Yeah, and the, you initially get this sort of awkward feeling of, was it something with the host still, like, setting up and... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so and you, you go, like, go outside for smoke because you're just uncomfortable and don't know what to do. Exactly, yeah. Just captures captures that really well. And, you, yeah, I find, even though all the songs are kind of this inner um, experience of, like, a party, it's like, you do get really specific characters. Like, he really does create specific characters. Where, mm-hmm. like, you could... It's almost fun to, like, try to map out which song you think which character is. But, like, yeah. you can kind of, like, tell or, like, tell if a certain song isn't that character. And, like, you know. So should we do a quick, like, conspiracy theory of the lyrical connections? Yes. The only two character names we get yeah. are Jeremy and Sherry. And, well, Martha. And Martha, I guess. But Martha's, yeah. And Alexander. Yes. Okay, so we get four. We get a few, but, like, I feel like Martha and Alexander are more isolated. Yeah, more standalone songs. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) So, Jeremy first comes into play in Quite Like You, or is it Twist Your Ankle? Um, no, I think it's it's Quite Like You, but I think Jeremy's character is present in Early to the Party as well. I think he's... Yes. ...kind of the asshole. So the introduction we get to Jeremy in Quite Like You is... Jeremy's so stoned, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't see the tears in Sherry's yeah, eyes, I think is the goes. line. Yeah. Um, so right away we're like, oh, Jeremy sucks. Yeah. Like, he's stoned and his presumably girlfriend is sad and yeah. he doesn't care. Which in Quite Like You pans out to our narrator tries to get with Sherry but because sh- of that. Yeah. She still likes Jeremy. And Sherry still is with uh, Jeremy. So then I think early to the party is Sherry. Mm-hmm. Showing up early and being uncomfortable, and being like, "Where the heck is Jeremy?" And then Jeremy shows up, and it's just like a jerk. And she's like, "Well, this sucks." Yeah, which part of the theory with that is in early to the party, she goes out to have a cigarette, and I think worse than you is also her having a cigarette and trying mm-hmm. to find Jeremy potentially because yeah. she's looking for a lighter and she tries to find his jacket. Worse than you is like is a hit and is really fun musically but when you look at the lyrics it is kind of sad and insecure yeah so i feel like that could be i initially didn't think that it was sherry but i think that fits pretty well so we have that kind of tale of jeremy and sherry trying to well mostly sherry trying to get jeremy's attention and Um, jeremy just being drunk and 
Not all that over great. the place. Yeah. The other time Jeremy comes up by name is in To You, where whoever the narrator is, is like, hey, can we go outside and talk? Uh, by the way, I really like you. Yeah. And it's left kind of ambiguous if they're confessing love or just like drunken companionship. Like, oh, like we're the bestest of friends. Yeah. But Jeremy takes it. He's like, oh, you're in love with me? You're flame. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Classic Jeremy. Yeah, classic Jeremy. But again, even in that context, we get like the specifics of Jeremy. Yeah. But the, the ambiguity of like when Amy and I listen to the song i first thought it was a, a guy confessing he was in love with jeremy yeah and you thought i thought it could be a girl but it could also just be either of them confessing either love or friendship, friendship. Yeah. yeah and then jeremy taking it the other way and then like just like kind of making fun of them with yeah. his friends so i i think that's like a very good highlight of how andy schaff makes it so that you can relate to the narrator or the main kind yeah. of inner by of each song so ambiguous. by leaving that self ambiguous but then creating it like making it very realistic by providing details and conversational yeah. elements and like names of jeremy for example because yeah. no one wants to relate to jeremy anyway <laughs> but yeah but the, there are like really specific details left out i guess it's kind of interesting it's like the details are left out about the person thinking it right so it's like they don't they don't need to specify those um, details because they already they already know themselves you know it's like yeah. they don't have to describe who they are it's just you know yeah, just how they like you were saying it's like their thoughts and their reactions yeah because that's what would like go through your head yeah if you're, in that situation. you're not gonna really react to like i guess who you are yeah. it's more like what is actually happening um so that ties together a lot of the songs on the album honestly yeah um, a lot of the the jeremy ones anyways <laughs> yeah which so that was uh, early to the party quite yeah. like you worse than you to you so that seems like a you, longer, you. a longer, um, like a narrative, not arc, but just like yeah. a plot, I guess, or like it's kind of a through line to it yeah. all. And then also, we were thinking the magician twist your ankle and begin again are all kind of related. Yeah, I don't remember the begin again. Begin again is just very. Maybe that, it was that's a Jeremy else. one too. Begin again is Jeremy, because it's the guy saying that. He doesn't care if Jeremy's fooling around with another girl or with Sherry, but the narrator wants the other girl that Jeremy's fooling around with. Yeah, so Begin Again is kind of a sequel to Quite Like You, then. Yeah, uh, yeah kind of. Um, Sherry puts her arm around Jer Jeremy's Yeah. Back. It's one guy wants Sherry. Sherry wants Jeremy. Jeremy wants Sherry and other girls. And this other guy wants the other girl that Jeremy is with. That's right, yeah. So again, Jeremy sucks. So big love triangle, square, yeah. pentagon. At this, <laughs> uh, it's a very large. Yeah. Pentagon. Uh, at, at this party, um, which I guess is kind of party-ish, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I kind of made the connection listening to the album and and, and kind of making notes about it of uh, the magician and um, twist your ankle. And sort of the magician is. It seems like people kind of witnessing, people at the party witnessing this person drinking a lot. And, like, I, I took it as almost, like, life of the party, like, fun. Yeah, like, he's, like, showing off. Yeah. And, like, people like him, but maybe not. And then Twist Your Ankle is more from the magician's point of view of being, like, why are these people laughing at me? Yeah, yeah. Like, just, like, Everybody's... uncomfortable, wants to just go home, like, wish it, like, they didn't come out. Um, mostly, like... 
the big thing was the doo-doo-doos in it, because there's, like, also that in Twist Your Ankle that's really similar. Yeah, so you, As the magician. You said the only time doo-doo-doo is sung, it's on mm-hmm. the magician and Twist Your Ankle. Yeah. And it's slightly different. And they both seem like, like, I don't know, the magician is like, everyone's laughing at the magician, and then the Twist Your Ankle is like, everyone's laughing at me. Yeah. Or it's, yeah. like, kind of like... And my, my, like, pet theory or whatever is that the magician makes it disappear, and I think that that's him drinking all his yeah. alcohol drinking very fast, heavily. and thus making a fool of himself a lot yeah. quicker than everyone else. And, like, people at the party, like, thinking that's funny, the, like, yeah, obnoxiousness yeah. of it is funny, where the magician just, like, feels bad about it. And you can imagine people almost, like, cheering him on, but, yeah. then, but then when he's actually, like, just drunk and stumbling, it's like, that's just, it, yeah. you know, like, oh, you're pathetic, dude. Yeah. Like, and, yeah, it would just make him feel anxious or her I guess. yeah where the yeah the the magician there's no gender i don't think there's gender specified no and that's the thing with most of these songs there isn't gender i'm trying to think if in the magician there is but maybe mm-hmm. not yeah gender isn't really specified though it's only when there's like names i think yeah and even then yeah it could be i guess not specified yeah i think that was the big i think big conspiracy with <laughs> That I noticed. The, the Twist Your Ankle Magician. I don't yeah. know if there's any other connections lyrically. And I mean, that ties most of the songs together, except for the last three. Yeah. All seem kind of standalone. Yeah. Kind of just other people at the party. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, is it could be similar characters. Mm-hmm. Like, Eyes of the Mall describes a girl dancing on her own. That could yeah. be Sherry. That could be one of the girls, Jeremy's. Yeah. Uh, sleeping with or something, mm. but... Also, like, worse than you could be, literally, just, like, yeah. a random couple or something. That's true. Yeah, by no means are we saying this is what yeah. all of this means. I mean, worse but... than you could literally not even be a couple. Yeah, it could be friends. It could be friends with, like, maybe one person that's interested in the other one. Yeah. I kind of like that. I feel like it's, like, whatever yeah. it is to you. <laughs> There's lots. Like... Yeah. <laughs> which is fun, which is, like, yeah, really fun lyrically to... Uh, we should talk about Alexander All Alone. Yes. We both had different perspectives on those lyrics, too. Yeah. I, I, for some reason, I thought he fell, was pronounced dead, but was resuscitated. Hmm. And you thought he just died. I thought he straight up died. Yeah. And the whole song is kind of from his, like, out of, like, the first part is, like, not really from his perspective, because it's Mm -hmm. more just saying what happened. Like, he goes up for a smoke, falls down. And then it's suddenly from his perspective of, like, him having this, being dead, having an out-of-body experience, like... Mm -hmm. After death, being like, oh, what now? Nothing happened like it's supposed to happen. Yeah, the main refrain being, if hell's found inside of me, nothing else can set me free. Right? Yeah. So, like... If hell's found inside of me, open me up and spill me out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess it doesn't matter what happens, because the main point of the song is death isn't a relief from feeling uh, yeah. shitty. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Or just, like, maybe death is, like... I took it too as like our perspective of death isn't correct or like what happens isn't correct. Or like Or or it's not what he expected at the very yeah. least. Yeah, and there's so few lyrics in that song yeah. too that it's like really ambiguous what yeah. happened. Even him just like dr- like it's not even explain what happens to him. Yeah. I'm just like it's not a big dramatic death, it's just like he's just dead yeah. all of a sudden. <laughs> he like was smoking and then fell. Yeah. And then the neighbor yeah. saw him or something and they called it. At like a party, like no one notices. Yeah. Like yeah. Kind of, I guess, just challenging, like, normal, or more dramatic depictions of death, I guess. Yeah, it's very, like, nonchalant, more, in a way. Yeah. 
which is kind of weird. But yeah, still, like, it's never really confirmed if he comes back to life or if he's dead. Like, again, another, like, ambiguous. Yeah. You're probably right. He probably did just die. I don't know. I don't know. And then the last song we should talk about. Yes. Uh, Martha Sways. Yes. I love that this song closes the album. Maybe, maybe we should save this yeah, for the end, Yeah, let's save this for the end. Let's maybe just talk about more of the musical elements. Mm-hmm. Now that we've done our um, conspiracy theories. Yeah. Our, so it says we tackled the uh, lyrics. So I was surprised to notice, like, kind of listening back to it more critically, like, f- to make notes. Um, I can't believe I didn't notice how piano-based it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it didn't stick out to me before, but, like, all the songs are, like, usually piano. Or there's odd, like, kind of fun one that's actually, like, bass. Bass is largely driving it. Yeah, there's a lot, like, so many great bass and drum grooves. Mm -hmm. Like, I think especially, I have it noted early to the party has Mm -hmm. a really sweet groove. I think Eyes of the Mall is very similar. Yeah. Like, just very, like, upbeat. And, like, Andy Schaff is just great at syncopation, too. Like, it's Mm -hmm. very, like, driving. Or mm-hmm. even the melodies I found were like, they're really catchy, but they're not just like straight yeah. melodies. They're like weird. Especially Eyes of the Mall are like, it's very, yeah, just continuous. Like it's very looping and like yeah. off kilter too, which goes along with what we were saying about the tone of it being happy, but not quite happy. It's like catchy on the beat, but not quite on the beat. Yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. It's or, also like, I don't know, drinking at a party. Yeah, you're not going to be <laughs> you're not into, quite on the beat. <laughs> yeah. To talk about the piano again, too, mm-hmm. I, I think it's most notable because his previous album was, I think, mostly guitar and voice. It was yeah. a guitar bass with piano and clarinet as, like, texture. Yeah. Where this one is, like, mostly keyboard bass, like, piano yeah. mostly. And then if guitar is there, it's, like, acoustic guitar way in the background. Yeah. Or it's there electric was one, guitar. Yeah, there was one song that has a little instrumental one that I think is electric guitar. I don't remember which one it is. Yeah, I think there's... But I think there was, like, one song. Whenever there's those melodies, yeah. the, like, really upfront melodies, it's, like, a guitar layered with, a, like, a keyboard yeah. or some sound. but you don't really hear the guitar very much. No, And more like, just makes it thicker, I guess. That's the other thing. The, the sounds are so thick and yeah. lush on this album. Like, the chords, there's, like, seven strings and, yeah. like, a clarinet. I think because like, of that, it's, like, whenever there is a melody, it's not just one instrument doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, I noticed the magician, like, listening back to the intro. It's, like, mostly, I think, clarinet, and then there's, like, a string underneath it. And then, like, mm-hmm. I think, like, a cello part comes in after. Yeah. And it's, like, yeah, just such a layering. And I think, and it still is the piano in the back, too, so it's, like... And I think that um, is a really good method, because, as we were saying, like, everything is off kilter right like everything is a little off from what you'd expect mm-hmm. so layering it up so much makes yeah. it like still work because yeah. everything is go is working really hard together to do it i think in the worst in you was another time i noticed this where he does a really weird vocal melody mm. where he does that weird jump and yeah. stuff but he, he's singing along to a guitar playing the same melody so yeah. it makes it like this weird kind of janky sounding melody fits really well because like oh the guitar is doing it too yeah. and like everything is kind of supporting yeah. it there is, yeah, for all the melodies, and yeah, there's something always supporting it, so it doesn't seem that jarring or weird. And it is kind of similar, like, it might be, like, a stretch to tie it back to the theme of a party, but just, like, always, at a party, there's always, like, background noise, or, like, there's always other things going on. Like, it's always, like... 
it's like larger a, sound. It's a group environment going too. On. So if someone's doing something janky, there's probably like yeah. three other people going <laughs> along with it, right? Yeah. Like if everyone's dancing or everyone's like, oh, like someone's locked in the bathroom, like we yeah. gotta all work. To, like, like it isn't that isolated, you know? There's, there's not like yeah. a. You're never. Except Alexander All Alone, which has, like, a very sparse texture and has mm. that high piano. And that's how I feel with Martha Swayze, too. But we'll get into yeah. that at the end. Gotta, yeah. gotta save Martha Swayze. But for most of the, like, um, upbeat, like, more party ones, there is, like, a lot going on in the song musically, like, texturally. Mm. Like, there's lots of layering of instruments and stuff, which I think probably harkens back to the party as an, uh, an overall theme. Mm. Yeah. I also just love the clarinet. Whenever there's a clarinet part, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. And I love the way he sings. Yeah. Like in uh, Twist Your Ankle. Yeah. He has these really cool vocal yeah. things that are just, like, so cute. I also noticed for the sort of instrumental parts, like, there's lots of little instrumental breaks in the songs. One of them I noticed, like, early to the party, there's, like, a big kind of chromatic, like, buildup of strings, right? Um, and it kind of just keeps going, keeps going till it builds up to like the last verse. And it's interesting if you look at the lyrics, it's like an interaction between Sherry and Jeremy takes place during that. And then it's like her reacting to it in the, in the last verse. So it's kind of interesting to see like how the little instrumental breaks could actually be like narrative parts or like the narrative yeah. things are happening during those breaks. I think that's that works so well with the way the lyrics are ambiguous mm -hmm. and the way we're talking about the the instruments contribute to this party atmosphere it's like yeah. so much is left unsaid but it's also said in yeah. the in the instrumental music like yeah yeah so you everyone can like find their own experience in yeah. this album in that way because there's so much room to kind of there's so much uh, kind of left out but it's also like this it is specific enough that it creates its own world and its yeah. own like sound and like you feel like you're in this party world. But yeah, it leaves a lot up to having your own to experience. the listener to sort of figure out or, or choose for the the characters. Mm -hmm. So now begins the segment where we talk about our personal highlights from the album. I know we haven't really talked about Martha Swayze yet, but I want to start with just the string part in that. I feel like it really, it just musically, it's really pretty and like it's such a simple song and it, it adds a lot more to it rather than him just playing guitar and kind of singing the lyrics. Um, and then it also, I think, adds to the character because the strings, like, they're pretty, but they kind of get like dark and creepy. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I feel like it's them dancing mm -hmm. and kind of him in his inner mind, like, freaking out a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, like, not yeah. feeling good, or, like, realizing he's Very not inner happy. Anxiety. Yeah, so I really liked that aspect of the song. I'm just going to do two quick little highlights okay. that are kind of referential. I noticed in Quite Like You, he never actually says Quite Like You. Oh, yeah. He just says, like, I've never met someone like you. Mm. But if you called it someone like you, it would be <laughs> exactly Adele. Yeah. So that's funny. Um, I really feel like that was intentional. And then also in To You, the way the chords are, it has this little, it does like a couple chords and then it does like a little chromatic three note thing when it goes back to the beginning of the chords, mm. which is exactly Imagine by uh, John Lennon, Ah, <laughs> which I thought was funny. I don't know if those are actual references, but which goes back to another highlight I actually wanted to bring up was, I think I showed my dad Worse Than You and he was like, this sounds just like the 70s or something. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, version you kind of, I get that. 
And I, I feel like there's like a lot of uh, like... there's a lot of like retro vibes mm, yeah. to some of it. So I don't, I don't know if it's intentional for him or well, even though like I don't know if the road sound is that present on the whole album, but even yeah. like the road sound is pretty retro. Yeah, just like the keyboard sound in general, yeah. having like melodies like that. Yeah. With guitar and piano. It's almost like an stuff. old folk sound. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, short and sweet adds to yeah. that too, and like. Especially worse than you is like pretty short, very short. Yeah, I think it's like the shortest song. That's interesting. I never really thought of that, but he does have kind of a retro feel. Yeah. So I, I he's probably just listening to that kind of music, or, or maybe it's an intentional. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that might be slightly just his sound. That too. Yeah. Though it is different from his other. Yeah, music. I guess his his other album isn't that retro feeling. Yeah, it was more folk, I guess. Yeah. The next sort of highlight that I have is um, kind of the ambiguous lyrics and just the, the really, um, the lyrics being an inner reflective experience. Like, I really thought that was interesting to have a folk poppy album, like having the lyrics that ambiguous and, and sort of of inner reflection. Yeah, rather than a lot of singer-songwriters who are very, like, ego-y or, like, yeah. This is my breakup. Yeah, it's not such a direct like you get you get how the character feels through their uh, reflective of an experience rather than them being straight up like this is how I feel. Yeah, and we're not getting Andy Schaff's yeah experience. yeah yeah we're not no, yeah it's not his at all which again is interesting yeah. and I, that was one point I really liked. I think I've always found that interesting in his music is they're always very like personal stories but they're not his yeah personal stories yeah I mean that we know of. Yeah. Maybe he's Jeremy. Maybe he's uh, <laughs> Wendell Walker. <laughs> My next highlight is um, in Quite Like You, at the very end, so we have this like song where like narrator's trying to get with Sherry, mm-hmm. and is like, ripping up Jeremy, and then at the end, Sherry puts her arm around Jeremy, and there's this super dramatic chord that just fades yes. out, and it's, yeah. like, it's like such a, like, um, is it the dramatic gopher little video? Do you know that? I have no idea what you're talking about. There's a little... <laughs> meme video of a rodent that just like looks straight at the camera and there's like a really loud sound. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. That's like the narrator. Yeah. Just like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's like over the top kind of I th- Yeah. I thought that was interesting too. It's such an abrupt ending. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you're kind of left to like imagining how that character's yeah, Like you yeah. don't get how he reacts to that. It's just like straight up what happens. I feel like a lot of the songs end kind of like that. Like, mm-hmm. early to the party, I think, ends like that. Like, like very just kind of, like, and now we're looking at something else. Like, yeah. not like anything resolves. Yeah. Like, you got a moment, a little moment of something, and then it just goes on to the next thing. Yeah. Where, yeah. like, you, again, it's kind of like you are left up to decide how, it's how very, they like, deal with cubist it. It's very, like, cubist or, like, collage-like or something. Mm. Like, you're not tying things up in a bow. Yeah. Another one I had, I just really like the lyric in The Magician. It kind of ends with uh, just a shaking hand without a concrete plan. And that's repeated. And then it, the last time, it's like, I'm a shaking hand without a plan. And I really like that. And I think it ties into, like, more of the person. Because the whole time, the magician, I feel like, is kind of from an outside watching the magician. And then that last line, you kind of get their perspective of it. And I think, like, that line ties into Twist Your Ankle perspective mm. of the magician. Of, like, I'm a shaking hand without a plan. Like, sort of, like... Yeah, it, like, that foreshadows mess, like, the, yeah. the twist your ankle. Yeah. That's really cool. I think you're really right about the magician and twist your ankle. Yeah. That's sweet. Uh, my last highlight, and then maybe we'll move on, is... I just really like the song To You. 
it like really stuck out to me at first, especially in my head. It was like a guy friend confessing love to his his guy friend. Yeah. In that context, it's such a vulnerable song. It's yeah. very tragic, and it's like I still think either way, it's if it if yeah, way, I think I it is kind of a very vulnerable song. Yeah, especially dealing with Jeremy. Jeez. Oh, yeah. I just, yeah, I just found it so emotionally yeah. interesting and like heavy. Mm. Like I, always, I always find music that is like so quaint mm-hmm. or like realistic but not romanticized. Yeah, is like the most emotionally compelling because and that, yeah, it's like most realistic, I guess. And that song really like that's that song's so realistic. It's just yeah. some kind of jerk drunk at a party, like just totally taking what you said out of context or like just totally making fun of yeah. your feelings, making you feel like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's very good. So now that we're getting to the end of the podcast, yes. we should talk about the end of yes. the album. Finally, Martha Sways. So, I guess with Martha Sways, it does seem like just two other characters. Um, yeah, it's like narratively kind of separate, mm-hmm. it feels. I think what's important in like a... Not important, but what I like in a last song is that it feels like you've come a long way. Hmm. And because I do like listening to albums kind of in order and as a whole thing. Um, And this song does really well at that, I feel. Like, the way that it starts with just guitar, which, Mm -hmm. like we were saying, there's not that much guitar in the album. Yeah. So it's almost a more vulnerable state. And it's kind of, like, slower than you'd expect. It feels like it's dragging and stuff, so it's... It's totally different than every other song in the album. Mm -hmm. Totally different. Where I think it is... I think it's just his vocals, guitar, and the strings. Yeah, there's bass, too, Is there bass? think there's bass but i think this is generally all the songs could be in different orders and stuff it seems like it's going from early in the party to later in the party yeah i feel like yeah. the magician is at the beginning because it's the hit and it's a really good opening yeah you were saying it might take place but later i feel like the original order would be like early to the parties first then maybe the magician twist your ankle and then the rest of the order because it kind of goes like early to the party is like such beginning of the party. Yeah, literally and then called it early to the party. Starts kind of amping up, and then you get the more hits, fun, mm-hmm. and then it slows down a bit with like Alexander all alone is kind of even to you. The first few songs all have the slower vibe and slower mm-hmm. introduction, and then quite like you is much like more upbeat. Begin again, worse than you is very upbeat. Yeah. So it does feel like people are getting drunk. Yeah, and like being more, more uh, energized. Peak of the party. Yeah. Right. But then Martha Sways is, it feels like people have left the party. Yeah. There's some people left. It's way more sparse of a song, Yeah, right? way more sparse. It's not yeah. the same layering as If we're relating layering. the background sounds to the instrumentation, yeah. this instrumentation is less. Yeah. So there's less people, potentially. Yeah. And it's just two characters dancing. Mm-hmm. One of them's named Martha. We don't yeah. know anything about the other one, necessarily. Just that they're sad. We had different theories about that, too. It seems like there's a breakup of some sort. Yeah. With someone else that is Or like, Martha. maybe not even a... Yeah, I guess breakup, because, yeah. Just someone still being in love with someone else, but then maybe trying to be with someone else. A new person. Yeah. like the, feel better. It's uh, Martha's thin, pretty just like you. So it's yeah. like the character's comparing Martha to someone else the whole time. Yeah. And they're really sad. Yeah. So, like, you were talking about that string part. Yeah. It, uh, it literally, at one point... He says, and I want to die. Yeah. And the music, like, yeah. pauses and, like, does this dramatic... Yeah, it li- right after he says that. 
and then it comes That's back like in, dancing, dancing in, in her eyes, yeah, yeah, and then just keeps going, yeah. And then the the end, I think like the last line is like bringing me back or like, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, because he's bringing him back to reality. Or, like it is that string part that happens and stuff, and he's yeah. like, you know, maybe having a panic attack Inner or something. Turmoil. And then um, while dancing with Martha, and Martha says it's all in my head. Yeah, and she brings me back. Yeah. Or whatever. So Which, then, the, yeah, it's like after the string part, she brings him back to reality. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think it's like there's some breakup, mm-hmm. however tragic. Yeah. They're trying to like get over that, but they're having a lot of, you know, mental health issues. Yeah. But Martha seems to help that. Or, or, or yeah. maybe just the experience of being with. Someone. I don't even see Martha as helping, to be honest. She, yeah, I guess she pours him a drink and like. It's more like. Yeah, even, like, her just saying it's all in your head and stuff like that, like, not that it's Martha's fault or anything, but just, like, I don't think it's helping. I don't think they're moving on with Martha, you know? I'm a little more optimistic, I think. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like Martha's, Martha's cool beans, you know? She's hanging out. She's probably cool, but I think this person is still, well, the character, it isn't working. Not yet. Yeah. I mean, at least they're not alone. But I, I also thought it was really accurate, like, I feel like drinking... Your drinking mind is, like, when you're going to think about those things. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like or, like, you, when you're going to feel really bad about it. Like, maybe Martha and this person have been seeing each other and stuff. Yeah. But this, like, whatever breakup happened a while ago. But now that they're drunk, they're, like, sad and reflective about yeah. it. Yeah. Like, That's, it seems, like, very accurate drunk thinking, which I, I liked. Yeah, kind of a nice way to end. I guess it's kind of the end of a party, too, is, like, I don't know. I feel like it's normally a little sparse, a little dreary. Yeah, and it kind of peters out yeah. all of a sudden, but also slowly, and yeah. like, doesn't really end. And I I always love just, like, something like in this album where it says, bringing me back at the end. Yeah. It's just like, oh, well, like, let's listen to the album again. That... Yeah, I liked the bringing me back, tying it into, like, the character is brought back to reality from their inner turmoil. And then, like, we are brought back to reality after the album ends. Like, we're kind of, like... Mm-hmm. Release. Back to our lives after experiencing this whole party of fictional characters. So we're finally so let go like that, yeah. out of the world. Of yeah, party. like and we're brought back after the album ends, kind of thing. I think that's a good place for us to come back yeah. out of the world of the party. <laughs> yes. So uh, it's been good potting with you. It's been good potting with you. Uh, good, good potting with Andy Shop the party. Another album next time. Yes. To be determined. This is number one, so we don't know how often or or yeah. What album's gonna be next? We don't know. Uh, if you're listening to this, hope you liked it. Yeah. If not, then I don't care. That's okay. That's okay. (laughs) Okay. Goodbye. Bye.